Seventeen is here. Final week of the season, but bets. It's about as wild as it gets. And are you ready to get a little crazy this week? <laughs> week seventeen is honestly the wild, wild west. Like there are no rules in week seventeen. Some starters are playing, some aren't. I mean, we're going to play backups this week. Like you have to know what you're doing in week seventeen to cash, and hopefully, we can bring you guys that information. But I'm excited because I feel like this is a slate that. You know, like casual DFS players, they kind of like start to fade off. They're like, oh yeah, week 16's over. My fantasy season is, is done. Not our listeners. We're going to win this week. I'm pretty excited about week 17. No, I, I mean, if you have the stones to start some of the people we're going to talk about this week, then maybe you're going to come out with some extra cash in your pocket and head into the playoffs. 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 Uh, talk about DFS. Bets, why don't you tell the people why playoff DFS is so fun? Because that's coming up next week, and we're still going. We're still going to be rolling with this podcast. Yeah, this week or this year especially, I mean, is going to be just insane with the extra team that gets into the playoffs. Usually, it's six. We get seven uh, teams in each conference in, and you know, of course, wildcard weekend. I mean, that is just like the absolute best weekend of DFS that exists. It's so much fun. But the thing about it is, like, I don't know about you, Kyle. I mean, I get here. It's like August. You're like, all right, I'm ready for the fantasy football season. You get there, you're at week one, you're like, all right, this season's going to be a long season, I'm ready to go, and then all of a sudden you blink, and it's Christmas and New Year's, and the season is over, but if you play DFS, it goes for a whole other month, because we're going January, we're even going to do a Super Bowl show, I'm sure, to do a showdown preview for that, so we're not done with DFS, with fantasy, so if you want to keep it going, this is the way to do it. For sure, I, I we had someone uh, that was actually in the Footballers Listener League that's been listening to our podcast and won some extra cash and got a guitar for Christmas because of DFS. So why don't you just continue that into the new year, playing with us, hearing some of our picks. Um, and if you want to get all of our specific picks on DraftKings and FanDuel, some of the article and content, uh, yeah, that DFS pass is still super cheap. You can make that back this week in week 17. And Bets and I have got some good picks coming up. But for our quick question, Bets. Let's talk about week 16, which was a lot kinder to you. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you uh, I'll let you give the news here in a minute. But yeah, it was a great week. Uh, definitely had a, a couple of good calls and felt really good about the process. It was a week that I feel like, you know, with like Christmas and there was that Saturday uh, three game slate, like it kind of felt, felt like week 16 DFS got here and like most people weren't really prepared for it. But, um, you know, we've obviously great resources in the DFS pass. And so it was good to be on the right side of a lot of that. And I feel like there was a lot of low percentage rostered players in cash, like hitting on some like sub 10% cash, which almost never happens because people just play the best plays. But that was a ton of fun to get a lot of leverage on the field. And Santa, thank you so much for coming through with my Christmas wish. DJ Shark finally did something and I actually didn't even play him. I played LaVisca Chenault, which, which worked out just as well. Cause he got a touchdown too. But yeah, I thought that was just hilarious that I said it. And then of course I didn't have the stones to actually play him. <laughs> you know, one of the biggest pieces of advice is that we need to give ourselves bets is that some of our calls on this podcast have won other people money, but you and I sometimes don't even play the guys that we talk about. Like there's a week remember where Chase Claypool went off for four touchdowns and he was like my dart throw pick and someone won like $10,000 that week and I didn't even play him anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think what we need to do is at the end of the week, go back, read all the articles in the DFS pass, re-listen to this podcast and remember what we said because yes, there's been several times where I'm like, wow, I told people to do that and then I just didn't do it. And I don't know why. I don't have a good reason, but we got to change it. Why did I listen to myself that week when I talked myself into Mike Glennon? That's, oh, that I listened was, to that part. That was something. He's still going to be the starting quarterback for your Jacksonville Trevor Lawrence's. Um, I'll just say for my uh, week 16, I wrote swing and a miss in here. I missed the cash line by two points. So gosh, that was super frustrating. And what was more frustrating, you pointed this out too. Like Amari Cooper had a touchdown that he dropped and yeah. uh, he was a good play this past week and he could have had it even bigger. But really what, what I, 
had a big miss is that Chiefs Falcons game. And I think a lot of people, if you're in a tournament, you had to fade that game, which took a lot to be able to say, I'm not playing Mahomes, I'm not playing, you know, you could play Kelsey. Kelsey did fine, but no Hill. Um, so that, that was the game that if you faded in tournaments and you went with like the Bengals and Texans as your main stack, you did quite well. So, uh, yeah, something to learn and something that we get to grow from. But, uh, yeah, this, this slate, this week bets, I mean, there's so much to talk about. So let's just, let's get in the main slate. State of the main slate. Holy crap. We have 15 games on this. A lot of games. Like last week we had 10 and there was a lot of totals that we were like, eh, we don't have to worry about that game. There are 15 games this week. And on top of that, we have to deal with so many different situations about teams, about the playoffs. So how does our strategy change for a slate that is ginormous, but there's so many more variables? Yeah, this week, especially, I think the biggest thing to understand about week 17 DFS is you need to be mindful of which teams and certain players actually too have motivation this week to perform well. You will find a lot of teams out there just trying to get through four quarters of football to wrap it up for the year. And then you'll also find a bunch of teams that are fighting for a playoff spot that need to go out all out to win. And obviously we feel way more confident about those types of players in our DFS lineups, knowing that they're going to play a full four quarters um, have the motivation to win and, and play well. So we're going to talk you through all those scenarios, but this week, especially with that many games, you need to really have that dialed in, I think, to succeed this week. Yeah, you're, there's going to be players in your player pool that is going to be hard to to kind of say, oh, I don't know if I want to go there. Um, but you just have to mitigate the risk, especially if you're playing, if you're a cash game player, uh, which we tell people to to first start there. If you're you know a cash game player, you need to look at your and say, I need to make sure I'm getting four quarters from this player. So we don't know every single situation. I mean, there's going to be teams that maybe pulled their starters after a series uh, that happened to Josh Allen last year in week 17. Uh, and just know that that's on the table this week. So you do not even want to put yourself in a position where that could. So we'll highlight the games that we think are the most important. Uh, the things that people have something to play for, like the Titans will be one of the first teams, the most talked about team probably this week on the slate and they have a ton to play for. So let's just go over a couple of quick positional things. Uh, at quarterback this week, it's a little different. So who's who's off the slate this week? Yeah, the Chiefs are going to play, but Patrick Mahomes won't. They already announced that they're going to rest a bunch of their key players, namely Mahomes. So he's not going to start. Big Ben, same story. He's not going to go. We're going to have Mason Rudolph under center this week, which is going to be uh, fun for the Cleveland defense. Uh, Jalen Hurts playing on Sunday Night Football this week. And then Josh Allen as well. Uh, to me, he's off my player pool just because the Bills, they can't really improve their seeding with the scenario that played out in front of them right now. And like you said, last year, week 17, Josh Allen played one drive and then he was pulled. So to me, I'm not risking it this week. Those are kind of the names that I've pulled from my my player pool. Some for obvious reasons, Josh Allen, maybe not so obvious. I wrote this up in the DFS pass, but like, yeah, the Bills will be a team that we can play next week. They're super fun. I mean, I love playing Bills stacks. But next week will be when we can go back to them at running back. We just got the news. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday about Dalvin Cook and the death of his father. So he'll be unavailable. Our thoughts uh, with his family. And just, man, it's it's a tough time of the year for a lot of people. Um, and I think with fantasy and DFS, it's easy to lose sight of some of those things. But, yeah, no Dalvin Cook this week. Likely not going to have CMC. Um, and then, I mean, bets. what's the weather like in Vermont? <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. Week 17, it is a must-win game for these Titans. And we're going to talk about it in a minute, but man, we we got snow today. We have some snow in the forecast later this week. So, oh, Derrick Henry, 203. Here we go, baby. It's, look, it's looking good. Uh, for wide receivers, uh, Tyreek Hill most likely is not even going to play a full allotment, so he's out of my player pool. Keenan Allen likely is going to be shut down for this year. RIP, Keenan Allen, we love you. Get better. Uh, and then Cooper Cup was just placed on the COVID IR, so uh, he won't be playing in a must-win situation for the Rams. And then at tight end, you know, we, we can't expect a ton from Kelsey. So it's, uh, I mean, it's Darren Waller, it's George Kittle, and then uh, the note you wrote, it's a bunch of dudes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same story every week, right? Tight end is just so gross, like, especially now that we don't have Kelsey, who... 
I, this is not my normal strategy, but I found myself in the last three to four weeks being like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and pay up and I'm going to get Travis Kelsey in my cash game because I just don't want to worry about anything else. So that's tough, right? Now we have no Kelsey or him not playing a bunch. George Kittle still probably not back to like his full 100% snap share type of situation. And then you know the story. It's like you, you try to find that punt tight end and hope for a touchdown. And we're going to try to, as usual, help you guys do that this week. I played Kelsey... I believe it was the week they had the Jets, and he was at his lowest salary of the entire year. He was at like 6600 And since then, I haven't played him in cash. And I believe last week on DraftKings, he was like 8500 which some people said is like one of the highest salaries ever for a tight end uh, on DraftKings. So yeah, no, he was in that position where it's like, lock it in, uh, don't worry about it. But if you want our picks, you can get them in the DFS Pass, DraftKings, and FanDuel. Uh, but let's get into this first game, which will clearly be the most talked about game it's the highest total of the week it's tennessee titans at the houston texans the titans are seven and a half point road favorites and the game carries a 56 and a half point total the biggest question is deshaun watson and if he's going to play he said he he came out and said he was going to play but what do we know about his uh his elbow yeah he actually should be good to go there was a little concern like after the game if you saw his hand kind of got stuck in the defender's face mask and kind of like pulled his elbow and arm backwards. Um, but he actually wasn't even on the injury report today on Wednesday. So that is good news. As of now, it looks like he is a go, which I definitely prefer that to be the case if we're talking about this game as a stack situation, because clearly if he's the starting quarterback for the, the Texans, good things are going to happen. And so it'll help to kind of push the Titans to do a lot more. And there's a lot to be excited about this in this game on both sides of the ball. So I don't even know where you want to start, but I think to me, I mean, how, how do we not start the conversation with Derrick Henry, right? Like, the question is not if you should play him. It's just should you play him in GPPs because he's going to come in, what, 35%, especially now that Dalvin Cook's off the slate? Yes, and that's what you have to, to deal with. Like, Henry, if you go all the way back to week four when these teams played, he went 212-2. and two. So that, that paid off that week, but you're asking for 35 points. And... Luckily, Houston's dead last against fantasy running backs. You know, there's just, they're allowing the most 10 yard runs. Like, they're, this is set up for him to smash. In tournaments, though, I also love the pass catchers and I, I love Tannehill. So I feel like I'll have to, like, make a decision. I feel like I'll, if I'm going to be somewhere in tournaments, I'll probably be a little bit underweight just because I want to make sure that if I have some leverage, I mean, he, he's like you said, 35-40% is nuts for somebody. And when Derrick Henry's super popular, I'll play him in cash, but I in tournaments I'll I'll probably go a little bit lower. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's probably the right call as far as fading a, a play any player really that's going to be rostered that highly. Now that being said, I would be terrified to get buried by King Henry this week because of the game scenario. We talked about motivation. The Titans need to win this game to enter the playoffs. And so what do they do, right? This is what this is their MO. They want to hand the ball to Derrick Henry over and over and over again. And in a situation in a matchup where Houston just absolutely getting destroyed on the ground, it should work. And you said like last time they played, it, it did work. I mean, they're allowing over a rushing touchdown per game. So Henry's going to get in the end zone. It's just a matter. Does he get 95 yards and one touchdown, which doesn't kill you in GPPs, or does he go out and do his 203 and then you're you're dead in the water at that point? So yeah, I'll probably be a little underweight in GPPs, but I also think too, like if you want to play Derek Henry and you're, you have your heart set on it because the snow model is humming in Vermont, then don't forget that you can also go like Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry and a, a dart throw of like Jonu Smith. Like you can kind of go a full team stack and get different that way because I feel like a lot of roster construction is going to be just Derek Henry and then playing someone on the other side of the ball, or they'll, that'll be Tannehill and his pass catchers without Derrick Henry. So you can still get different that way if you're, your heart is set on playing Derrick Henry. And you pointed this out, like Titans games, they hit the over most of the time. It's 11-3-1 this year. So that's just something that you want to think about. It's like, okay, so right now they have a 32-point team implied total, which is incredible. Like that's, that's just top-notch. So I want all the points. If they're going to score four or five touchdowns, Maybe Henry only gets two of them. That's still an awesome game if he runs for 150 plus, but I bet Tannehill can get two or three on his own. Uh, so I, I think he's a great play, but if people play Henry in tournaments, is the obvious stack going to be somebody playing Deshaun Watson and Brandon Cooks? 
Yeah, probably, especially with what we saw last week, right? Um, it was kind of one of those things where you could see it coming for Brandon Cooks. Like, you knew a big game was coming soon, and then you just exploded last week. So I do think he'll be pretty chalky. Like we said, this is going to be the most popular game on the entire slate as far as the roster percentage for both sides. So don't forget about some of those ancillary pieces, too, if you're going to go with Deshaun Watson stacks. I think Kiki QT is excellent leverage off of Brandon Cooks. I mean, he still has five-plus receptions in three straight games, so you know you're going to get at least a floor with him. And he's cheaper, right? $5,600 on DraftKings. So I think that he's very much in play, but I would not be afraid to to definitely look at some of these pieces. And, and you just know the game environment is awesome. So if you're going with this game stack, just don't forget to be a little bit different elsewhere, especially in a tournament. And what about David Johnson? Like he's had two weeks where he's boomed. Um, that first week, two weeks ago, was with 11 receptions. So if you played him on DraftKings, you were super happy. Last week he had two touchdowns um, and actually had some yardage. So with CJ ProSize and Duke Johnson out, like he's been getting all of the touches. That's what you want in a player. He's risen a little bit in salary, but... If one of those guys is back, would you just say he's just mostly just a GPP pivot off of Henry? I would say so, yeah. I think that largely depends on on those other running backs. Like you said, if they're in the lineup, it does change things. And typically in DFS, I'm the type of player that you have to look at the circumstances around what's happening. And so for David Johnson, two weeks ago, he was still in the in the 5,000s range on DraftKings as far as the salary. He's now up to 6,800 with what he's done in the last two weeks, which don't get me wrong, has been great, but the other two backs weren't there. And so he literally had to be everything as far as the backfield. And so if they do get the running backs back, his price is up. I'm probably more of a fade slash shy away from in tournaments. Um, however, the matchup's great. Like Tennessee's defense is bottom five in almost every category. So uh, I would not be surprised to see David Johnson have a good game this week. The thing that you can count on with the Titans passing game is if they have Henry going, that's when play action starts. And so you saw, everyone saw Sunday night, that Packers game where like, it just wasn't working at all. And so uh, AJ Brown and Corey Davis, I think are super interesting. I think they'll come in much lower than we, than they should because Henry soaks up so much of the roster percentage. But uh, yeah, look at those wide receivers in GPPs and uh, anything else in this game. No, I think we covered it all. Oh, actually, you know, right. one more thing real quick. I just want to point out Corey Davis. To me, he's a standout GPP play this week. He put up that goose on Sunday Night Football, right? So, like, everyone saw that, and everyone was just hoping for a nice game from him in the fantasy playoffs. So, I really feel like we're going to see him come in probably of the of the three studs on Tennessee, you know, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis. He's certainly going to be the lowest. So, I think if you're playing a, a GPP, he's a, a nice target. All right, give me your Vegas pick. Have you ever known me to go with an under in Ryan Tannehill game with the Titans? Not this week. Who would have? Who would have thought? Like, no, give me the over. Who would have thought? You know, three or four years ago that we'd be talking like, man, Ryan Tannehill games are the ones that push the pace. They're the ones that hit the over. Yeah, I'm you know gonna. What? I'm gonna go with predict you. the future. We're talking about Ryan Tannehill because he left Adam Gase, and yeah, he's awesome. We're gonna be talking about Sam Darnold overs in about four years. Can't wait for it. <laughs> he's gonna be the uh, the quarterback of the Jaguars when they make a dumb play. And uh, and go after him, um, yeah. I this this line's about right too. I was sitting there thinking like, man, seven and a half sounds about right. But uh, I'll take the over as well. All right, let's go to a NFC North game. It's the Vikings at the Lions. Has a fifty four and a half point total. Vikings are seven and a half point road favorites. And this game could change, like in terms of just the the overall um, spread, just because there's been a lot of shift going on, like. We know that Alexander Madison likely is going to play. Uh, he returned to practice on Wednesday. Uh, maybe you get some Mike Boone. We don't know with Matthew Stafford. So but we do know this. These defenses are bad. They're really, really bad. Uh, Minnesota just gave up six touchdowns on the ground uh, to Alvin Kamara. And the Lions are just atrocious in so many different ways. So we like this game because these defenses are bad. And we hope that we that they show up. So where would you want to start uh, this game? Yeah, let's actually start with the, the the passing game for the Vikings. I mean, listen, Tom Brady finishes the quarterback too, and he played one half of football last week. We know how bad this Lions secondary is, right? So they're giving up 32.1 points per game. That's dead last in the NFL. That's Detroit. 
Minnesota has been humming as far as their offense. They've got a healthy total at 31, according to Vegas, which is great. Obviously, no Dalvin Cook this week. So you would have to think maybe they go more towards Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. And there's a lot of motivation for those players specifically. Not the team. They're out of the, the playoffs. But Justin Jefferson, he needs 46 yards to break Randy Moss's franchise record for a rookie as far as receiving yards. So you have to think he's going to get that. And then Adam Thielen, he needs three touchdowns to tie Chris Carter and Randy Moss's single-season touchdown record. Now, is he going to get three touchdowns? I don't know. But I also didn't think Alva Kamara was going to get six touchdowns last week. So, crazier things have happened. To me, that's the place that I want to go to is Kirk Cousins stacks this week. Just how bad that Lions secondary is playing backups. Uh, they're going to get absolutely torched this week. Yeah, Detroit's allowing the most passing touchdowns in the league, the highest quarterback rating, and the highest yards per attempt. And Cousins, man since their bye has had some awesome weeks. And that's the thing that that's always scary about the Vikings is you, you think, are they just going to run it into the ground and cousins gets, you know, not even 20 attempts, but he's been super efficient. He's ob obviously has two wide receivers that are studs that you can play. So we love that. And then dude, we love your boy, big Irv this week. Oh, how can you not? I mean, the only thing that's that sinks about Big Irv right now is the price keeps going up on DraftKings. Remember when we played him, he was 2500 that week. I think he ran like nine routes and caught two touchdowns. So that, that was just so lucky. But now he's up to 3900 And it's for good reason, right? Now that uh, Kyle Rudolph is unfortunately on IR, it's his job. And he's the lead receiving tight end in that offense. And we saw it last week, came out with two touchdowns. So yeah, the price is good. The only thing that I have to question is like, you know, if you're if you're going that route, which I, I do think he's going to be pretty chalky as a punt tight end this week, especially without Kelsey in play. Um, he was so fun at 2,500 because no one knew to play him, and now he's he's kind of priced up. So I'm not sure I'm going to handle him this week, especially coming off a two touchdown game. But if you told me he found the end zone again this week against the Lions, I would certainly not be shocked. Now that we have Alex, Alexander Madison in play, uh, it does bring some conversations for it on Fanduel. He's only 5,000. So if I were to play him this week, that's where I would play him um, in cash. I don't know if you remember that one week that it was Madison week. He was super popular. It was Falcons Vikings. That was actually my best DFS week of the year. I completely faded Madison and I played Justin Jefferson who just went bonkers. Um, so what do you think about Madison? Is, is, is it more of like play him in cash on Fanduel and then just kind of stay away the rest of the rest of them it's kind of tricky because like the, to me if if we know he's the starter and he's going to get the work which it sounds like he is then uh, to me like i'm going to lock him in on every lineup on Fanduel. it's just so cheap i mean i did that uh two weeks ago with tony pollard but he was 4700 and you're not really asking him to do much at that price so he can't really bury you in my opinion now on DraftKings he's sixty one hundred, so I don't I don't know how I don't know why I don't know what the algorithm is over there, but like somehow they saw this kind of coming, or they saw like okay maybe he'll get more work because it's the Lions or whatever. But he's priced up, and so to me I think I might fade him over there just because of the price. And you know on a slate where like there's some dicey plays that are that are not where I want to go as far as like cheap plays, I want to be able to spend up for guys like Justin Jefferson, maybe even Calvin Ridley who's eighty five hundred, like these guys that are studs that you know are gonna gonna put up points but with that being said man the lions like I don't, how can you not like they made Keyshawn vaughn look like a top 15 back in this league last week so how can you not play him i'm, I'm really struggling with alexander madison this week yeah i just cannot guarantee you that madison will see 15 touches like i yeah, can't i mean amir amir abdullah can jump in there mike boone and like you said that price on on dk is a little too high and you look on the other side of the ball DeAndre Swift's only two hundred more dollars, so I'd much rather play DeAndre Swift at sixty three hundred. Uh, we know he's going to get some targets, and Minnesota's allowing the most fantasy points to running backs over the last month. Like they've been getting destroyed. Now there is a Kamara game in there that kind of skews it, but they've just they've been they've just been bad. And so with his pass catching pedigree, like if you wanted to go Cousins, uh, Jefferson, or Cousins Thielen, and then bring it back with Swift, I think that just makes a ton of sense in this game. Um, but any, any thoughts on the lion side or is it just kind of like Swift and I guess maybe our boy Marv? I mean, it depends on if Stafford plays, right? Because he said he wants to play, but he's battling that ankle injury. He also has the thumb issue. It, to me, it makes sense to shut him down if I'm the lions, but they've made suboptimal choices in the past. So maybe he'll play and he's a tough guy and he wants to play. So like hats off to him for that. 
if he plays, definitely look at Marv. Definitely look at um, TJ Hawkinson for sure. We talked about that secondary for Minnesota, you know, all year being bad, and that doesn't change this week. I will also say just one thing to point out from a specifics on the Vikings side. Eric Kendricks is a name that you need to monitor as far as his practice status this week. He did not practice today on Wednesday. He missed last week with a calf issue. And when he is not in the lineup, this team cannot stop the run. They've also been really susceptible to tight ends. So if Eric Kendricks, the linebacker for Minnesota, is out, significant upgrade for Swift, obviously for Hawkinson as well. I like that Hawkinson call because he's had two down weeks in a row. Um, and I feel like people want to play him. They're going to be playing Big Irv. And so that's a great little pivot um, off this. But man, remember the Lions didn't even really have a coaching staff last week. So they get their coaching staff back, which apparently you need that in football. Uh, to win. Seems that way. So give me your Vegas pick. Yeah, I just can't back the Lions at this point until we see otherwise. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Vikings uh, minus seven and a half. Yeah, I cannot guarantee the over right now because we don't know Matthew Stafford. Um, We know that the Vikings are going to get their probably 30 plus points because Detroit's last in in terms of points per game. But yeah, I'll I'll take the Vikings um, seven and a half points. Uh, let's do that. All right. AFC West battle. The Raiders at the Broncos. So Derek Carr, Drew Locke. Somehow, do you realize we have talked about these teams a lot over the last like two months? Like they come up every week because I guess their defenses are so bad. So why are we talking about these teams still? <laughs> you know what? There's a sneaky stat that we need to talk about. The Raiders are a top 10 offense. I, no one realizes that, but what? like they've been so good. They are 10th in yards per game, 9th in yards per play, so they've been efficient, and they're 11th in points per game. So like sneakily, this Raiders offense has been something that we want exposure to, and I feel like I've just been burned because I remember the one week I was so in on Derek Carr on the pod, and then it was like the weather game in Cleveland where they literally threw the ball like four times, and I felt awful for saying Derek Carr, but we didn't know the weather at the time. But this week... Taking on the Broncos, I think Derek Carr stacks are really, really intriguing against this Broncos secondary. We talk about it, I feel like, every week. They're playing backup corners, backup safeties with their injuries and their suspension situations. They can't get after the quarterback. Like, There's a lot to, to just say this Broncos defense is bad. So we've seen Derek Carr have these spike weeks out of nowhere. He's cheap. Now, I don't know what's going to happen come Sunday, but as of now, Derek Carr is in my cash lineup. Don't hold me to that. I'm just saying I'm excited about Derek Carr stacks this week in week 17. You're not crazy. And you mentioned this, but the Raider games, they've they've gone over uh, like a lot more than you would think. Like we think that they just want to run the ball with Josh Jacobs, but like this team has been efficient. Nelson Aguilar has been great. And, you know, you can play Darren Waller. Like there's some solid options. And then on the other side, like with Drew Locke, you have somebody that can turn the ball over that can give them short fields, but also he loves to air it out. He has the highest percentage of deep attempts in the league, like highest percentage in terms of like 19% of his throws. He's trying to throw it 20 plus yards down the field. Those either get picked or those goes for long bombs. So yeah, the pace in this game could totally be there. Now, Drew Locke is on my naughty list because one, he's super irresponsible. We know that. Oh my gosh. So irresponsible. And I might've played him in the Millie maker lineup last week. So I did too. <laughs> I mean, hey, he was what was he like one percent? Yes, I think I saw him was, at like one point six or something. I mean, Jerry Judy had fifteen targets last week. He only caught six, but there, there's there's some intriguing plays because they're just super cheap on the Broncos side. So I think there's a lot of creative ways. That's why we're talking about these teams. We understand that they're not, you know, going to go to the playoffs, but their starters are probably going to play the whole game. And they're cheap enough so that you can go there and uh, and pay up at other positions. But I just want to say this. This is bold, bets. I don't know if, if you know I'm going to say this, bets. I well, love I'm not you. sure. No, I, just, <laughs> I don't know what's coming. What if it was like, bets, I love you? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> no, Josh Jacobs might be my favorite play this week in DFS. Oh, I like it. I like that a lot, dude. He's... It, we talk about it all the time, right? In games where he wins, he smashes. In games where the Raiders lose, it's pretty average as far as fantasy. They're two and a half point favorites. I would not be shocked to see that get bet more towards Las Vegas. Kyle's fist pumping on the screen. He's excited. Dude, Denver is giving up 6.1 yards per carry over the last three weeks. 
as the guys say on the main show, that is 32nd best in the NFL. I mean, Josh Jacobs, honestly, is going to go for like 130 and two probably this week. I could easily see that. So love Josh Jacobs. I think he is a clear GPP pivot off of the popular Kamara, Henry, et cetera, that you're going to see out there. So love him this week. What's crazy is that he's a cash saver. He's at 6,200 on DK. That's his lowest salary of the entire year. Like that's, you know, he started off and had that awesome week one. And since then, it's been hard for him to pay off his salary. But Jacobs has averaged 19 DraftKings points per game when the Ravers, Raiders are favored over the last two seasons. I mean, that's that's a really high floor uh, for somebody. And at this price, I think he's going to pay off. He went for 136-2 and two against the Broncos in Week 10. Josh Jacobs, I will actually play him in cash. It's either, I'll probably play either Carr or Jacobs, like you said. Like the, It's one of those two because of the total, because of how bad the Broncos are. I think that Josh Jacobs is a great play. I also think Melvin Gordon's a good play. It didn't really work out too well last week, but what do you think about Gordon? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Philip Lindsay is on IR, so it's going to be the, the Melvin Gordon show again. I mean, only the Lions and the Texans are worse against fantasy running backs than uh, than the Raiders. So in theory, it should work. Now, it was going to work last week, and it failed, of course, and that happens from time to time. But I think he's a guy, especially if you want to save some salary on both sites, he's a great value. 5,700 on DK and then over on FanDuel is 6,800. So I do think Melvin Gordon is a, a good sp- a bounce back spot basically to go back to this week. Um, like him a lot for sure. I'd also think too, you can get really creative in this this matchup. Like, I don't know about you, but there's at least like six plays that I love in this game. So I feel like I'm going to say to every single player you're asking about, like, yes, I want to play them. And I might have to just play like four or five GPP lineups and just like sprinkle a few in here or there because two or three of these guys are going to come out and smash this week. If I could tell you who they were, I would be printing millions of dollars, but I can't right now. So I, I don't know, but this game environment is just is awesome. And I'm not sure what your thoughts are, Kyle, but certainly like way, way less roster percentage on these players compared to Tennessee Houston. Yes. No, I'm totally with you. I love the prices on all of these guys. Jerry Judy, super cheap is 5,100 on FanDuel. Uh, Tim Patrick. I like him on DK at 4,000. Uh, and then the tight ends, like these are elite tight ends uh, with Darren Waller, Noah Fant. And then my dart throw, I, I mentioned this guy in my Pace of Play article, but Hunter Renfro is 3,900 on DK. I don't know if you remember, but the Broncos have been getting killed in the slot two weeks ago. Cole Beasley just put up a ceiling game against them. So between Renfro and, and the Walrus, I think one of those two are going to pay off. Uh, so in tournaments, if you want to uh, add those in, I think that's great. Nelson Aguilar, I know you have some history with this guy from being a former Eagle, but uh, he's been pretty good recently. Could you, do you like him more than maybe these other receivers? Yeah, I think I think Nelson Aguilar to me is a better cash game play. He's just seeing a ton of volume, like five targets per game and 80 yards over his last six games. He's got three touchdowns in that span. So to me, he's like, you know, the ball is going to go in the passing game to Nelson Aguilar and Darren Waller, and then maybe a little Hunter Renfro. Whereas Drew Locke, literally, I couldn't tell you where he's going to throw the football. So <laughs> to me, Nelson Aguilar is a safe play. But I also want to let everyone know, like he does have huge ceiling, and we saw that last week. But he has six end zone targets over the last four weeks. That is third in the NFL among pass catchers. So he's getting targeted in the end zone. Obviously, that matters for ceiling. And his price on both sites is just too easy to not play him. 5,400 on DK, but over on FanDuel at 5,800, absolute steal over there. So I think he's a phenomenal play this week. Yeah, he. what's interesting about Aguilar is he has that huge yards per reception. I think it's like 17.9. But then he's actually being utilized, like like you said, uh, when they get in close. So it's that's the combination that you want. Um, and he's the clear wide receiver one on the team next to, next to Waller. So I like this game a lot. You just have to guess where's this game flow going. If they're going to stay close, it's going to go back and forth. That's what you want. Um, for me, if I'm stacking this game, you know, you have two running backs that you can say, all right, if I'm using the car side, I'm probably going to use the Gordon side, you know, Gordon to run it back or, or vice versa with Jacobs, uh, Locke and, and Judy. I, I, I think that's, think that's all in play so give me your vegas pick yeah dude for this one i'm definitely going to take the raiders anytime i get a chance to fade drew lock i will do it give me raiders minus two and a half yeah i I, like i said i love josh jacobs two and a half and then i will actually take the over 
Uh, 51 points feels like not enough uh, with these teams. Last four Raider games, 51, 57, 71, and 59. That's, uh, that's, that's good stuff here. All right, this is the last game we're going to talk about before we get into some of our favorite plays. It is the Cheeseheads. It's the Packers uh, at the Bears. Uh, this game is a 52.5 point total. It's been bet up a little bit. Packers are 5.5 point road favorites because they have the best record right now in the NFC. They're trying to lock up that uh, number one seed, the first round bye. And the Bears are trying to get in. So, uh, bets, I mean, do Rodgers, I mean, is he going to play the whole, are they just going to step on the gas? He's going to play the whole game and they're just going to stomp on the Bears because he threw for four touchdowns last time they played. I think so. And there's two reasons why. The first is, like you said, there is motivation for the team to win this game. They're in the playoffs, but if they win, they lock up the number one seed. And this year, there is only one team that gets a bye in each um, in the NFC and the AFC. So if they win, they get a bye in the first round. Certainly, they're going to want to play for that. Will they scoreboard watch and maybe pull them out at the end? I'm not sure, but they're definitely going to be trying to win this game for at least three quarters. And with how good Aaron Rodgers has played, you know, he's going for the MVP. And we know Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys where like you talk about these narratives sometimes and you're like, is that really a thing? These guys care about that. No, Aaron Rodgers cares about showing everyone that they don't need to draft a wide receiver. He's on his revenge tour this year, and it's not going to stop this week against a division you know, rival that they need to beat to not let them into the playoffs. So I do think Aaron Rodgers is obviously in play this week. Like you said, four touchdowns last time they played. And dude, this Bears secondary, they need to get healthy. They're missing right now uh, one of their corners. Oh, sorry, two of their corners, a perimeter and a slot corner. And one of their safeties, as well as Akeem Hicks, popped up on the injury report today with illness. It appears non-COVID related, but they're decimated on the defensive side of the ball. And there's a reason I was excited about DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault last week, and it's because of those injuries in the secondary. So, yes, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, with stacking with whoever you want, but Devonta Adams is a lock for, what, 130 yards and two touchdowns every week. Like, you know, you know what you're going to get. So, yes, he's in play. Yeah, so with Devontae Adams... On FanDuel, I think he's a much better play at 9,300. On DraftKings, I'll probably be a little underweight on him. I just, uh, there's a point where somebody is just so expensive that it's prohibitive from you getting other positions like a Derrick Henry. I don't think there will be very many lineups with Devontae Adams and Derrick Henry in them together. You just can't make it work. So I'll probably be a little under on Adams uh, this week. Uh, but on the Chicago side, there's a wide receiver that you have an eye for this week. Oh my gosh, give me all the Anthony Miller. No, I'm just kidding. Give me Allen Robinson this week. I'm going back to him. And the reason is his price on FanDuel just won't budge, despite the fact that he's putting up really strong games week in and week out. Went over 100 yards last week, caught 10 balls, was great. But the thing that I want to let everyone know, like there is still ceiling with Allen Robinson that has not been met, even with those good games. He might see Jair Alexander in coverage, and so you might hear that narrative out there this week, but I'm going to fade it. I mean, when these two teams met um, earlier in the season, he went 8 for 74 and two touchdowns against Green Bay. Over the last four weeks, here are his numbers. He's got a 33% target share. That is elite. He has seen 57% of the end zone targets. That is phenomenal. He saw three last week, didn't catch a touchdown pass. 47% of the air yard share. So Allen Robinson is going to find the end zone this week. Book it guarantee come come yell at Kyle when it doesn't happen um to me he is like an obvious pivot off of David Montgomery who I've said a lot of negative things about that man I don't want to but at some point David Montgomery is going to fail because he's just going up in price every week so Allen Robinson love him this week I'm going to play him in a ton of lineups and probably lock him in and FanDuel just because of that price over there 7700 too cheap yeah whenever we mention that a player is the same salary across the sites like that's that's crazy so FanDuel he's they're the exact same as DK so he's a great play there I will be fading David Montgomery so join me uh I know that if you try to do that last Let's four or five weeks he he you know last week he scored but he didn't win you a tournament like he was fine in cash but he didn't like he didn't like just go above and beyond he's just getting too uh too costly and if you look at the Packers, they have improved against the run uh, over the second half of the year. So I like that. I will throw out my boy and your boy, Darnell Mooney, the Moon Man, uh, as a kind of dart throw. If you want to, if you want to stack Trubisky with with Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, I, I don't think that's a terrible play. 
What about your boy Cole Komet? Like Jimmy Grandpa, he's he's still around. Yeah, I'm not really sure why. Because <laughs> like three weeks in a row, he just kind of faded off into nothing, and then all of a sudden, Jimmy Grandpa is back in the lineup, catching two touchdowns. So I'm not sure what to make of that. It's tough. You know, it's not like his salary is going to kill you if you play him with Cole Komet. But you could probably argue there's guys that are like 27, 2800 on DK that you're like, all right, they have the same ceiling and the same floor. So save yourself a couple hundred bucks. So I'm probably not going to play him this week. But with that being said, I hope Cole Komet scores three touchdowns. I know 2020 has been a crappy year for a lot of people. But if there's one thing I can say I contributed to society, it's that I was the one that came up with the Jimmy Grandpa nickname for the footballers this year. And that means a lot. That I mean, if anything, on my tomb, they will write that. This man <laughs> talked about that tight end that year. And also played Mike Lennon in cash. And that's how he that's how he died. And he did it again in week 17. What an idiot. Gosh. All right. Um, let's talk about the Packers running game because AJ Dillon just looked awesome last week. We don't really know Aaron Jones's status right now. He's limited with a toe injury. So, I mean, can you play either of them with confidence? Certainly not in cash. I mean, unless Aaron Aaron Jones gets ruled out, then sure, A.J. Dillon is totally fine at 4,900 on DraftKings, 5,500 on FanDuel. Um, it's it's kind of tough because with Aaron Jones, if he was 100% healthy, I don't think we would see the situation play out the way it did on Sunday Night Football. But he, he did enter the week with a toe issue. He came out to the media, said it's not a big deal. I wasn't really that worried about it entering the week. But I think you saw him you know, get a little banged up in the game too. And now they're in a game where they know they're in the playoffs. Yes, they need to win to get that bye. But let's say they get up, I don't know, two touchdowns against the Bears and it's the third quarter. Maybe you don't see a lot of Aaron Jones out there this week. So to me, he is a GPP only type of play. Definitely not in cash. Yeah, I think that they will limit him. I mean, we've known Aaron Jones, like he's an efficiency guy. He's not, you know, he's not getting 25 plus touches anyways. So you're basically asking him to pay off. So I'll probably not have Aaron Jones uh, on a lot of lineups, but AJ Dillon is super interesting. Obviously, if Jones is out, then everybody's going to want to play this guy because they've seen his thighs and we love him. Man, they're, they're literally like the size of my entire body. <laughs> it's terrifying. You know, I'd love to tell my wife later, say, hey, she asked how the podcast goes. Well, I was talking about this man's thighs, and I love them. <laughs> she, and they're, so, they're, they're so great. We love these thighs. Gosh. He's only 5,500 hey, on FanDuel. Come on, honey. <laughs> did you um, did you see there's a Twitter account? for? It's called AJ Dillon's Thighs? No. Oh, yeah. It's a good follow. It's a good okay. follow. Good little, good little shout out. Yeah. If, if you listen to the podcast, AJ Dillon's Thighs, uh, let us know on, on that Twitter account. I'm sure they're sure they're an avid listener. Obviously. All right, give me your Vegas pick. Oh man, less than a touchdown favorite. I'm gonna go ahead and take Green Bay, and they they just boat race uh, the Bears. Yeah, I think this is where Trubisky, who's played pretty well, played competent, um, turns into a pumpkin. So I, I don't don't think it'll go so well. All right, before we get into our battle royale bets i'd love it if you could give a couple of cash game plays and i'll give a couple as well but uh what are some cash game plays that people need to think about this week yeah there's a lot that are not on the the game stacks that we talked about obviously and this probably goes without saying alvin kamara is 9400 on dk obviously without michael thomas in the lineup is just you know a smash now can you expect six touchdowns probably not he is averaging 31 PPR points without Michael Thomas in the lineup this season, which is insane. I will just put a really quick word of caution. Just monitor what's going on with Alvin Kamara and the Saints this week. They can theoretically improve their playoff positioning, but like this team is battling so many injuries. He's clearly crucial to their Super Bowl run. I would just would not be shocked to see a little bit more Latavius Murray this week. So I'm, I don't know about you, Kyle. I'm not playing Alvin Kamara in cash, but I think he's definitely viable. Like He's an option for sure. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the Saints situation there? Because they, they've got a good matchup with Carolina. Yeah, and it's just six touchdowns is just going to elevate his his percentage. Where I, I just don't feel super comfortable. I think there's other players. I think they'll end up you know resting, and I, I think they'll be beating the Panthers anyways. But um, you know, it it just depends on. There's so many scenarios. Like, could a team rest this player? But are they watching the scoreboard of this other game at the same time? Like, um. 
I think he's I think he's a fine play, but more of a GPP um, than anything else. Uh, I I love Jonathan Taylor this week uh, against the Jaguars. Who do they even really have a defense? It's it's nope. it's it not, optional for week seventeen. I mean, the Jaguars are a joke. If you look at who is on their team and what they're trying to do as an organization, like they're arguably the other than the Jets, it's the Jets and Jaguars. Like you just look at their organizations and say, this is a joke. Who are you running out there at quarterback? Mike Glennon again. I don't know why they want to do that to themselves. <laughs> but so Jonathan Taylor's going to run all over them. Uh, 7,400, I think uh, he's a great play. Yeah, and the Colts as well. Like they're they're in a must win situation, so they're gonna play their studs and obviously try to just go nuts against the Jaguars, which they will. And then also at quarterback, we didn't mention it, but it's obvious. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore needs to win this game. They're taking on Cincy. He's eight thousand on DraftKings, so he is priced up, but he definitely is gonna be in you know, he could finish as the QB one this week and obviously with his rushing wouldn't shock you against Cincinnati. Yeah. Um for me, if if I had to I need to mention Malcolm Brown at 4,300. We don't know the full story, but if your boy John Wolford is is at quarterback, then Malcolm Brown's probably going to see a majority of touches. But, dude, what do you think about John Wolford in a tournament? Hey, man. I would be lying if I said I didn't spend at least 12 minutes today on YouTube watching John Wolford highlights from the AAF. Uh, he actually looked pretty good. Now it's against AAF defenses. So the other thing about him that I just want to point out, if you're watching this game against the Cardinals, he can run the football. And so that does add a ton of value in fantasy. I'm not kidding. You can play him in GPPs because literally no one is going to do it. He's not going to be at the top of my, of my list, but you know, this is a game where like they need to win and certainly they're going to put him in position to succeed, make the game plan simple, get the ball in the running back's hands, get the ball in Robert Woods' hands is the, the viable guy there. So yeah, he's a, a really sneaky, I think, GPP player this week. I might have gone on YouTube as well and watched his highlights from a six-touchdown game he had at Wake Forest. So uh, yeah, but I also say this, he doesn't have a player profile page on the footballers. Like He's not in our system. <laughs> That's how much we know about this guy. So love it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, spend your money on him. Why not? Um, uh, all right. Uh, any other plays? You mentioned the gas man, Miles Gaskin. Had a huge week last last week. I, I did okay actually on, on that Saturday slate because I played a lot of Gaskin. Um, would you go back there? I think you can. I think. I listed him here in our cash game plays because he's not necessarily a dart throw. Like people know about Miles Gaskin. Um, I I think he's that cash viable, but I also think he's just a great tournament play. Buffalo is likely to rest some starters this week. They haven't really officially said, but they can't really improve their seating too much. And so Miami has to win this game to get in. So they're going to feed Miles Gaskin over and over and over again. I think he's a great play. He's 6,500 on DraftKings. All right, I'm going to give my favorite dart throw of the week and buckle up people if you're driving you should be wearing your seatbelt, but you really need to put it on right now um <laughs> pull over <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> take your hands and just just use some uh turning signals what are those signals called if your lights are out hand signals use those <laughs> yes. i don't know why <laughs> um I, what, a, I, I, what a crazy name <laughs> <laughs> I also need to uh, mention that you were right on the nose last week. You mentioned Michael Gallup as a dart throw, and he was awesome. So well done, Betts. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I, am men- I am mentioning Daniel freaking Jones for the win this week. <laughs> $5,100 is way down there. I mean, that's like backup, backup, backup price. Plays the Cowboys. I get it. Um, it's Daniel Jones. It could be terrible. Like, you're only playing Daniel Jones in like a large field GPP, but he has some stackable options. He's obviously super cheap. And if he does anything on the ground, like anything, like he could easily have a three touchdown game and gets you 30 plus points and you are just cooking right there at 5,100. So Daniel Jones is my favorite. If you just want to throw up on your keyboard uh, and as you're clicking, <laughs> you can do that with Daniel Jones. I'm literally looking at the only person that exists on the planet that's going to play Daniel Jones this week and his name is Kyle. Um, I, <laughs> hey man, more power to you. I hope it works. I'm not gonna do it. This is one of those that if I go back and listen to this, I'm gonna tell myself, bets don't listen to Kyle with this one. But hey man, it's like you said, it's the Cowboys, they have to win this game. 
The only concern I have with Daniel Jones is he hasn't thrown for more than one touchdown pass since week nine <laughs> of the season. Like, what is that? Um, Evan Ingram's banged up. Golden Tate's probably not going to play. It's a so dart like, throw. It's a dart throw. It's a dart throw. It's a dart throw. But hey, more power to you. I'm going to look at a guy that was just like chalk cash two or three weeks ago. And then he did nothing. And his name is T.Y. Hilton. This week, he takes on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You guys don't need me to tell you about the matchup. Clearly, you know that's great. But last week, he saw three deep targets, which is classified as 20-plus yards downfield. Saw the ninth most air yards last week and didn't really have a great outing. So there's a lot left for T.Y. Hilton to come out and smash this week against the Jaguars. We talked about it with Jonathan Taylor. They have to win this game to get into the playoffs. So he's going to be a focal point of the offense. He is a great dart throw GPP type of guy this week. I'm going to mention a high price wide receiver, but high price in the sense of like his price has actually dropped a ton. It's DK Metcalf. His price over the last two weeks has gone down $1,300. He's only 7300 on DK. And I don't know if you remember, but he lit up these 49ers earlier this year with 43 DraftKings points. I think a lot of people have a sick taste in their mouth when it comes to the Seahawks and they think about Russell Wilson and just, you know, what's going on. But like, theoretically, I'm not saying it's probably going to happen, but the Seahawks have a shot at that number one seed. Like they need the Packers to lose. They need the Saints to lose. It's probably not going to happen, but they have something to play for this week. And I think DK Metcalf gets back on track. So in a tournament, I feel like a lot of people won't want to play him. He'll be under 5%. So uh, why not pick a guy who can go for 35 plus points? Yeah, I think that's a, a great call. And I also think too, just going along with that, like if you're going to play DK Metcalf, why not bring it back with my name is Jeff, Jeff Wilson. I mean, he is getting a ton of volume. He's looked great when he's in there. Seattle's not a scary run defense. And the thing I love the most about Jeff Wilson is the stat when he gets 10 plus carries over the last three seasons, he averages 16 PPR points. So to me, he's another standout GPP play. If you're going to go ahead and play DK Metcalf, why not pair him with Jeff Wilson? And his name is Jeff. Great name. <laughs> All right. Any- <laughs> Any other any other dart throws you want to mention before we move on? I'll just really quickly throw out Jamison Crowder. He's cheap, five thousand. You know the motivation for this team is, is zero. But when he's been in the lineup, like his target share is insane with Sam Darnold. Over the last four games they played together, thirty five percent, eighteen percent, twenty eight percent, and then thirty five percent target share again. So he's going to get a ton of volume, and he's just super cheap. All right, let's battle it out. <laughs> DFS Battle Royale. It's a slow, slow death that I am experiencing. Betts is up 39 to 32. We still got the playoffs, though. Don't forget about that, Betts. That's true. I, All right. I, I, got, just, I was getting a little cocky there for a second. We have our, uh, for footballer staff, we have like our uh, picks that we're doing. Andy mentioned on the podcast the other day, and he's he's up there with a lead. But I had one week where I didn't even get in my picks, so I went like 0 oh, and. 12 that week and that just sunk me and that's how i feel on this too like it's just like man it's like i didn't show up for an entire week or something it's like i played mike glennon or something (laughs) who would ever do that all right uh give me a stacking quarterback under 6k that uh our people can use all right if you thought daniel jones was gross drew lock is disgusting he's irresponsible but you can play him a dfs even last week you and I played him in a in the millie because it was just so like no one was going to do it. This game environment to me is perfect for Drew Locke. We have seen the Broncos be forced into a ton of passing volume when they get down. We both project the Raiders to put up points. We talked about the over being in play. We talked about um, you know this game being really like high scoring and being one that we want to attack as far as GPPs that not a lot of people are going to play. And you can stack Drew Locke with a bunch of different guys like Noah Fan. Uh, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, etc. So, yes, to me, Drew Locke, he's 5K. He is so, so cheap in GPPs. You can stack him, and I think it's a, a great play this week. Yep, I'm I'm all about Drew Locke, only only in DFS, of course, because, you know, you can move on and, and not have to think about him anymore. Um, you know, other than my boy Daniel Jones this week, uh, you mentioned Derek Carr. He's just super stackable with either Aguilar or Waller or even Renfro uh, at 5,700. I think that he has a higher floor than I think we give him credit. So Derek Carr, I think, is a fine, cheap quarterback. Just want to reiterate that. All right, give me a cash game running back this week. Not one of the studs. Not one of like the top, top tier between Kamara and Henry. Yeah, we can keep this short and sweet. It is Jonathan Taylor. 
He is 7.4 thousand and he's playing the Jaguars. You guys know what to do. I will mention Josh Jacobs again. And then I, I really am interested if Stafford plays then Deandre Swift, I just love his uh, salary at 6,300. We know he catches the ball and we know that Minnesota's pretty bad. They're 27th in run DVOA 25th against fantasy running backs. So Deandre Swift if Stafford plays, is somebody that uh, I think I'd be interested in. All right, give me a cheap wide receiver. All righty, we're going off a bo- off the board here. We have not talked about this player very much Ooh, I this lo- year. He's going to go but off with my boy. Exactly. You're talking about Daniel Jones being a GPP winning quarterback. Why not stack him with Darius Slayton this week? And the reason that I love Slayton the most is just because the targets have been there, the production hasn't, and usually there's a little bit of a delay with that. So hopefully this is the week where it finally connects with Darius Slayton. He's seen eight, nine, eight targets over the last three weeks against Dallas. That's going to be plenty of volume for him to connect on a deep bomb. Hopefully this week with your boy, Danny Dimes. Yeah. Last week, Sterling Shepard was one getting peppered with targets, but I do love Slayton. And I need to mention just so that my mind is okay mentioning Jalen Guyton one more time. If you read any of the content that I've thrown out this year, I mentioned Jalen Guyton uh, eight or nine times. I just (laughs) love that he gets these deep, deep targets. He has a 16.5 A dot. He led uh, Chargers wide receivers in snaps last week. I don't think Keenan Allen's going to play. I think he's an every down guy against Chiefs backups, and Justin Herbert's still going to be slinging it. So give me one deep. Jalen Guyton, 3,400. As a one-off play in a tournament, why not? All right. If you're going to punt tight end, where would you go? Yeah, we talked about punt tight ends being a little bit tricky this week. I'm going to look at Dalton Schultz, the Cowboys tight end, going up against the Giants. And really what I want to talk about here with this guy is that he's cheap, A, but B, he's a tight end in this range who I know is going to play every snap and be in the game because the Cowboys have to win if they want to have a chance at the playoffs. So Dalton Schultz is going to be in there a ton. He's not going to sink your team. Is he going to come out there and put up 15 points for you on DK? No, probably not. But when you look at his game logs, he's putting up anywhere from like 6 to 10-ish DK points. And so at his price at 3000 that's plenty. Yeah, I think Dalton Schultz is a is a solid play. And spoiler alert, he's actually one of the footballers uh, starts of the week this week, Bets. So not, there we not, go. Not bad. I'll mention two guys at the same price tag. It's uh, Johnny Smith, who you mentioned Bets is like, hey, uh, it's not the worst place to go in a tournament because they have the highest total. Uh, Johnny Smith at 3,800. And then Austin Hooper, who saw a ridiculous amount of targets this past week. And um, it didn't totally work out, but I, I think he's totally in play. But for me, I need to make sure I mention this in cash. I love Mark Andrews this week. I think he's just a, an awesome play. You mentioned Lamar Jackson, but I will probably pay up a little bit. I usually don't do that at tight end. But with no Kelsey, I think Andrews is one of the few players. Andrews and Wallers are the two that can actually um, differentiate yourself. So uh, those are some tight end plays. And then let's give a sneaky DST. Well, first, how are you handling the Cleveland Browns defense? Because they are going to be the chalk of the chalk of the chalk at at the DST position, taking on Mason Rudolph. There's probably going to be jokes about his helmet situation and the last time these two played and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, Mason Rudolph is an awful quarterback. So it's a great spot for Cleveland where they have to win to get in. But, I mean, if you told me I had to project their their percentage in tournaments, like, they're going to be 25%, I would say. And, like, defense is the hardest position to predict. So how, do, how would you, like, recommend to our listeners, how do you handle the chalky Cleveland defense? So in cash, I think it's... You know, it's totally viable because they're so cheap. Like you can kind of ignore because a defense, a defense being popular is rare. Like it's a rare thing for that to happen. And when it happens, it's fine because, you know, they're volatile. Let's say they hit and you get 15 points. Like awesome. That's, that's awesome. Or they don't hit, they get four points. Like you're not sunk either way. So in cash, Cleveland makes a ton of sense. Uh, I recommend people, let's say you're playing 10 tournament lineups. All right. That's just an easy figure only play the Cleveland Browns and maybe two or three of them. Like don't try to just put jam them in every single time. So um, yeah, but against Mason Rudolph, they are obviously a great play because they're motivated. Yeah, for sure. So that's, that's my obvious defense. I just want to make sure we mentioned that, but my sneaky defense is going up against a quarterback 
who is battling injuries, who has not thrown multiple touchdown passes since week nine, who would never be recommended on a DFS show. They're going up against Daniel Jones. I'm talking about the Cowboys defense. Yeah, I said it, Kyle. At 2.9K on DraftKings, they're a sneaky defense that everyone knows is bad. But uh, spoiler alert, Daniel Jones is worse. He is bad, um, but he could also bortles his way to uh, to glory, which is what we want. He could. I will mention a team that somehow has put things together. They're on a win streak. I'm talking about those J-E-T-S Jets. Bets. The Jets are 2,300, and they play against a really poor team known as the Patriots. I don't know if you've heard of them. They used to be good, and now they are trash. Uh, things have changed across the board. So the Jets have actually, you know, been pretty solid. If you look at just their game logs, uh, they've just been great recently. Eight points, nine points, like that's what you want in cash. And when you're saving that much, I think I think it's great. Like Adam Gase goes out with a bang. You know, it's just it, any chance you can get to play Adam Gase for the very last time in human history, you do it. Oh, absolutely. That's that's the unwritten rule of DFS. So I I just don't mind that they're that cheap and um. Yeah, I think that they can pay off this week. If you want to join us on DraftKings, you can join our tournament. We're going to expand the field for the playoffs, bets because I think what is important is that people, if they didn't get a chance, every single week we fill up pretty fast, including those weeks where I didn't even get in. And so for the playoffs, uh, we want to make sure that people have a chance to get in. So uh, you can find us on DraftKings. Uh, if you search under leagues, it's Borg plus bets. In our DFS league, we'd love to play against you. Bets and I are probably going to win this week, but the weeks after that, uh, if you want to try to take our money, you you can try. You can do it. Um, Good luck. We, we wouldn't hate that. So, Bets, any last thoughts for the people? No, like I said at the start of the show, this is a, a week where if you kind of do your homework, you know what's going on with these teams, you're going to succeed, and hopefully the show helped you out. Hope to see you guys in the playoffs. Good luck in week 17. Bring home that, that cash. I'll see you at the top of the leaderboards with Daniel Jones. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.